You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Knockouts and Three Counts. Yes, sir. This is Knockouts and Three Counts, and we're here live with another episode of Podcast Gold. We got a very special guest on the line. We'll uh, jump into this interview. We'll make all of our announcements uh, after we talk to this gentleman. But on the line, we have one of only two men to hold the WWN and the Evolve Championship. He will be wrestling against J.D. Drake this Saturday live on the WWE Network. For both championships, make sure you guys get the WWE Network and watch our, our guest, Mr. Austin Theory, make history. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Austin Theory to the show. What's going on, brother man? What's going on, guys? How are you guys? Not too bad. We're great, man. Thank you for joining us, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's get right to it. We already talked about it a little bit, man. Evolve's got their 10th anniversary show coming this Saturday, going to be streaming live on the WWE Network from the famous uh, ECW Arena. Um, Tell me a little bit about what this means for you going into such a big, high-profile match that's going to be streamed probably on arguably your guys' biggest platform. Well, uh, you know, like WWE's always been my goal, and uh, it's the place I've always wanted to be, Um, just actually seeing evolve actually evolve into this is uh it's insane but um i was always told this was the goal for evolve even when i signed and uh just to see it all happen and unfold in front of me is it's so surreal yeah this is definitely a, a big move for evolve like i said this is the 10th anniversary show what a great way to kick off your 10 years by being on the wwe network this is a great platform for you and you're going up against jd drake for both championships, the WWN and the Evolve Championship. So talk to me about how big of a moment this is for you. Well, uh, let's just be clear. Everybody knows that I'm going to hold both championships this weekend. Uh, you know, J.D. Drake, let's not forget, not too long ago, I uh, I stepped in the ring with him. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, he beat you and this and that. But you know, when I have the Evolve Championship, when it's on the line, it's a different Austin Theory you get. You know, I'm not going to sacrifice myself for, you know, not putting my championship on the line. So we tell us a little bit about uh, coming into this match, man. Like I saw some of the I saw some of the hype leading up to it. You know, the stuff that uh, Evolve had put up on YouTube, man. I mean. Is this just another match for you, or is it like, you know, is there any, like, big pre-existing beef for you guys, or is it just, is he another rung on the ladder for you to get some more gold? No, J.D. Drake just always talks about being the best champion, you know, in Evolve, or how he says the whole WWN company, but, you know, clearly it's Austin Theory. Like, does J.D. Drake really have a future with this, like I do, you know, and he's going to sit there and tell everybody his sad stories. And, you know, he's been going through this and he's overcame this, but, you know, coming up this weekend, this is something he's not going to overcome. And for me, this all personally to me is just a stepping stone in my career for I'm going to go and the things that I'm going to achieve. So this does mean a lot to me. This is me, you know, putting my feet right there on that stepping stone and showing the whole entire world who Austin Theory is when I hold the Evolve Championship and the WWN Championship. Well, Austin, let me uh, let me run through your resume a little bit. Uh, for people that don't know, like, like I said in the intro, there's only been two men in the history of Evolve that have held both the WWN and the Evolve Championship. That would be yourself and Matt Riddle. So, uh-huh. in, in my mind, that kind of makes you like the, the best champion in the history of the company, I would think, since you, you're the one of the only it two people that help. definitely does. And now you have an opportunity to solidify that by holding both championships at the same time, being the champ champ. That's a, you know, a UFC term for you, people that hold two championships at the same time. So right. how big of an opportunity is that for you to walk out of Evolve 131 with both championships as the champ champ? 
you know, I might sit here and say that, you know, I'm going to hold the Evolve Championship and I'm going to hold the WWN Championship, but who's to say, you know, I've already held the WWN title. Maybe I'll just win it to prove to everybody who the best champion is there. Maybe I'll just throw it to the side and uh, solidify that the Evolve Championship is the championship. And that's the championship that's going to go all the way to the top. Well, let me let me uh, issue a challenge real quick. So uh, your opponent, right. J- your, your opponent J.D. Drake, is going to be on a show here on our network called Breaking Down the Ring. Good guys. We're going to be doing a viewing party this Sunday at Buffalo Wild Wings downtown for uh, Extreme Rules. Good guys. We love them. But J.D. Drake is going to be on their show. Um, I feel bad for them. I feel so bad for them. And uh, he did tweet something out, so I'm assuming that he is watching and listening right now. Uh, Any words for your opponent real quick? For J.D. Drake? Yes. Well, you know, it's funny because J.D. Drake knows me. Uh, He knows me very well. Uh, You know, as the whole world's already seen in our uh, documentary video. J.D. Drake, you know, when it, when it comes to this match, what's going to happen. You know, all these people can be behind your sad stories and they can feel for you. But when you step in that ring, none of those people are in there with you. You're alone and you're in there with Austin Theory. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. The Evolved Championship is on the line. So you're getting 100% of Austin Theory. This isn't Laboom. This isn't Queens, New York. You're not getting 30% of Austin Theory. You're getting the full Austin Theory. So, Drake, if there's anything you can take from this, I just want you to enjoy that WWN championship. I want you to hold it tight because you've already said it. This is the, if this was the pinnacle of your career, then you're satisfied. And that's your problem. You're satisfied. And when it comes to me, there's just so much more because you, you see a theory is not a fact. A theory always changes and it keeps going. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. And you, you're not the future. And everybody can clearly see that physically. So Drake, when we come to this weekend and we step in that ring and we're live on the WWE network, I just want you to know that all you are is a stepping stone for Austin theory. Wow. And like I said, I wanted to issue a challenge. See, we got you on the show. We have the Evolve Champion on the show. You're going up against J.D. Drake. He's going to be on Breaking Down the Rain tomorrow. I want to issue a challenge to the guys that are Breaking Down the Rain. Oh, shit. Uh, this, is, this is just me. Kyle, you don't have to be a part of this. This is just me. But Fuck it. That's no fun. But <laughs> I, Devin McKenzie, am guaranteeing that Austin Theory will walk out the 10th anniversary show on the WWE Network of Evolve with both championship belts. Okay, so what are we wagering then? I we'll we'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings for the, the viewing party for Extreme Rules. I'm challenging the guys over at, at Breaking Down the Ring that the loser buys beers for the winner. I'm down with that. So Austin, we well, it sounds like you guys are going to get some free beers. <laughs> hey, now we're talking. <laughs> I already was going to watch the show anyway, but I mean, shit, now I get free beer out of it too. <laughs> So I just want to let you know that I believe in Austin Theory, and you have our support here at Knockouts and Three Cows. Yeah, the thing about it is, man, is you know, I appreciate you guys believing in me, but, you know, you don't even have to believe in me because you just know. Everybody already knows what's going to happen. But it's it's fun to try to believe in somebody like J.D. Drake, somebody that clearly is lacking a lot of things in life and – even if he has these sad little stories that are relatable to people, it doesn't matter because the obvious is, is that I'm going to win. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Austin Theory is walking out of the 10th anniversary of Evolve with two championships. So, not only that, you know, you talked about how everybody knows what's going to happen with this match. You know, I just got done watching a couple weeks ago your appearance on The Wrestlers. Tell me a little bit about that man, and it really like gave us gave us a snapshot into uh, you know all the work that you've put in to get to where you're at in the game for being so young. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, what that was like for you, and uh, you know some of the things that brought you to the game in the first place. Well, uh, you know, I I seen the episode obviously, and um, 
I'm in a completely different part of my life now. Um, you know, as I look back, I realized that I just wanted to earn everything and I just wanted to learn from everybody. But, you know, where I'm at now, I've just figured out to myself that I have to take whatever I want. And that's what I've done. And looking back at the wrestlers, I didn't hold any championships. I had none. And I was just a new kid in Evolve. And, you know, I was just kind of like the guy on the side, like, oh, yeah, we'll use you tonight. Yeah, you're on the show, but, you know, your match isn't that important. And it kind of clicked for me that that's not what I deserve. I deserve everything. And ever since then, just this whole, you know, shift for me, look what I've accomplished. I've held almost every championship in the company. I just haven't had a tag championship because I don't rely on anybody. <laughs> well, qu- well, quick question about that. Um, on this show, AR Fox is go- and Leon Ruff are going for the tag team championships this Saturday on the WWE Network. AR Fox is a guy that you know very, very well. You, uh, I guess you would say, started off as one of his disciples. What, what is it like working with AR Fox? And have you ever thought about maybe getting back with him and getting a tag team championship in the future? Uh, when you say getting back with him, that means I'd have to lower myself. I'd have to go back down and, and not be at the top anymore because, you know, he's at the bottom to me. He's, he's wow. nowhere in my, in my gears. He's, he's just not even close. And Leon Ruff, like somebody that just smiles a lot, and I have no reason why. He recently got an Evolve Championship match. I have no understanding of how that happened. Like, I just don't get it. Because he smiles and he shakes everybody's hand. You know how many people's hands I shake? None. So, I'm the champ. Like, him just kissing ass is just ridiculous to me. And, you know, AR Fox, yeah, like, he's a good coach. He's a good teacher. But that only goes so far. And Leon Ruff's going to realize that. And I... I get it. This match is happening. You know, AR Fox is, is riding behind, you know, Leon Ruff. He's using Leon Ruff, a young talent. He's just using them. He tried to use me, but I cut it off early. And look, and look where I'm at. Look what's going on. Look who's headlining this show on the WWE Network. Wow. So as you mentioned, I mean, the show being on the WWE Network, um, as the last couple times Evolve has come to Michigan, you know, we've seen the influx of the WWE NXT guys. Uh with all these guys coming in, you know, that presents a whole new, whole lot of new uh, matchup possibilities for you. You know, has there been any of those matches that you be- had that, you know, were favorites for you? Or is there anybody else out of the NXT roster that you're looking forward to taking a crack at now that they're coming over there to evolve? Well, I'm sure that any of the NXT guys that have got to step in the ring with me have been very excited and happy because. They're stepping in the ring with the greatest wrestler in the world. And and they know that I'm the future WWE champion. They know this. So for them, it's an exciting opportunity. For me, it's just everybody's just a stepping stone. You know, it's great. Like Johnny Gargano shows up and has a match with Austin Theory. And, and look what it does for Johnny. Johnny becomes the North American champion. And then Adam Cole steps in the ring with Austin Theory. And then he becomes the NXT champion. So is it obvious, like, for them, it's exciting because they know great things are going to come for them. And for me, I already know what I'm going to do. Once I get there, I'm just going to chew them all up and spit them out and take my spot. Well, Austin, after you walk away with both championship titles this Saturday, is there any chance of you going up against Matt Riddle to prove once and for all who is the greatest champion in the history of Evolve? Are you a big Matt Riddle fan? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) no no i I like matt riddle but like i said before you two are the guys that have held both of those championships i think it's only right that you know we make that match and have austin theory versus matt riddle to see who is truly the greatest champion in evolve history yeah but you know what is what does matt riddle offer me you know like stepping in the ring with him what does that offer me if if he has a championship if he can even win one in NXT, then maybe I'll think about it. But until then, there's there's nothing there for me. It's just wasting my time. And all my time right now is very, very valuable. And it's, it's not just going to be spent on just some guy that used to be the Evolve champion and used to be the WWN champion. 
Man, shots fired. Kyle? <laughs> so with that said, we've already went there, and uh, we've already made it clear where uh, our bets are lying for Saturday. So I'm just going to come out and say when you win the WWN title along with the Evolve title, what's, uh, what's in the sights for Austin Theory after that? I mean, because at that point, you hold all the gold. You're damn right I do. Um, I, I think it's I think it's very clear to everyone what's next for Austin Theory, and uh, you know I like to leave everything a theory, but um, I, I think it's pretty obvious what's next for me. I've, I've reached the pinnacle and evolved, so. So he's going to be the else, next one to make his impact. I, th- I think, I think just everybody else knows what's next for Austin <laughs> Theory. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to leave the vowels out of that one. Um, (laughs) Well, Austin, hopefully, hopefully um, you decide to stick around a little bit longer in in Evolve after this and come to the NYSA Columbus Center here in Detroit. August 24th. 23rd. Would you like that? Is that what you would like? Yeah, we we would love to see Austin Theory with both of those championships at NYSA Columbus Center, man. Yeah, I, I know the whole world would like that. Columbus needs that. I mean, it's. It's pretty trashy. <laughs> Damn. He, he came ready to go, dude. I like this shit. <laughs> Shots fired. Okay. Well, um, get your tickets, people, for August 23rd. You can see Austin Theory maybe. Ho- hopefully he sticks around long enough to uh, grace us with his presence and those championship belts. But uh, talk to us real quick about wrestling here in the Detroit area, man. I know Evolve's been here at least four or five times. We've seen you on most of those shows. Uh, what has it been like for you wrestling here in the Detroit area? Uh, you know, every time I come out in Detroit, of course, the people are very excited to see Austin Theory. Uh, they all just want to have my T-shirt on. They all want to sign 8x10. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. You know, like last time I was there, uh, I think it was me and Adam Cole, and uh, yep. I did great things for Adam Cole, and everybody's seen that. <laughs> but so I would say, yeah, every time Detroit, you know, anytime I'm in the building in Detroit, it's it's a good time. So I'm gonna go a little bit off the beat. So there's been a lot of news coming out heading into this show. Obviously, it's no secret that uh, AEW's fight for the Fallen is going to happen the same day, and uh, tell me a little bit about your thoughts about all the stuff that's been in the media about you know certain guys from AEW saying that this is WWE trying to shit on their parade. You know, what can those that are tuning in to uh, the Evolve 10th anniversary expect, and what uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think for me, just from my standpoint, and, uh, you know, knowing Gabe and uh, seeing, meaning Gabe Sapolsky, just knowing yep. him and seeing his, uh, his commitment to Evolve and what all he's done, and, you know, even when I met him looking back and, you know, doing my research on who he is and like what he's done. And I mean, probably 99% of the wrestling world, you know, knows exactly who he is, but just his hard work and his commitment to this. And it didn't even cross my mind. You know, when I seen all this, I just thought, you know, the whole thing was, you know, battling back and forth. It's because of this, this is happening because, these guys don't like these guys or something like that. But for me personally, being a guy at Evolve and seeing Gabe, you know, it, it took him 25 years to get to this. And he's been working for this. And this has been a work in progress. It wasn't just something that was like, hey, let's do this because this is going on. It was never like that. From my standpoint, I've just seen a guy that's, you know, busted his ass and, and learned from the best. And, you know, even just giving me opportunities and telling me, like, you know, here's the ball, run with it, you know, and if you fall and drop it, well, that's on you. And, but just like, just always backing me and stuff like that. But I just, the way I look at it is it's a guy that's been working for 25 years on a brand and finally, you know, getting it where it deserves to be. And it's there now. And so I just, you know, when people want to compare issues and, and say, this is why that's happening because, you know, people want to compete. It's, in my eyes, it's nothing like that. You know, it's just a coincidence. You know, in independent wrestling, do you know how many shows there are on the weekend right. in different states? That's just how independent wrestling is. That's how wrestling is, period. You know what I mean? Right. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a guy that's been busting his ass for 25 years, and it's, it's finally paid off. It's finally happened. So just for, you know, certain events to line up on the same day, is, you know, it, it means nothing. 
Shout out to Gabe. Um, we're going to ask yeah. one, one last question uh, each, but uh, before we do that, make sure everybody, everybody listening, make sure you go get that WWE Network so you can watch Evolve 131, the 10th anniversary show, this Saturday on the WWE Network. Our guest, Austin Theory, will be defending his Evolve Championship against J.D. Drake and his uh, WWN Championship. So my last question is a question that we ask all wrestlers that come on the show. Um, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, in wrestling, there's these, these locker room rules, these locker room etiquette rules. Um, we've asked plenty of wrestlers this question. We've like heard Josh Briggs. Yeah, Josh Briggs. He, he's uh, been one of the guys that came on and talked about, you know, bring your own wrist tape. Um, use your own water bottle. Make sure you shake hands. Wash your gear. All that good stuff. Wash Le- your balls. <laughs> Leave your, uh, your kids and your baby mama out of the locker room. Austin Theory, for you as the leader of the Evolve locker room, what rules do you have for Evolve? What are my rules? Just don't come in my locker room because it's only for me. <laughs> I have a separate locker room because I am a real superstar. Everybody else can be a superstar, but they're not a real superstar. So my rules just don't, you know, just don't come in my locker room. You can knock on the door and maybe I'll answer, maybe, but usually I'm pretty busy. So that's my rule. Bam. Kyle, last question, man. <laughs> I think you pretty much uh, you pretty much stole my question, asshole. But <laughs> second of all, uh, so as we go into the show this weekend, as we mentioned, it's happening at the host, uh, historic twenty three hundred arena. You know, what do you think a venue like that is going to provide for the overall feel of the Evolve show this weekend? Because it's such a historic venue. Oh, I think it's just going to blow the roof off the place. I mean, the history that's in that building and what it's known for it's, it's known for professional wrestling and just having evolved there and evolve reaching like you know a big pinnacle in where it's going and live on the wwe network it's huge it's uh it's there's no better place to be than the ecw arena so and i got one more short question for you just because it just got broke uh before we went on the air I got to get your take. So it's just been announced that it's going to be Alberto Del Rio or formerly Alberto Del Rio versus Tito Ortiz in an MMA fight. We cover MMA, boxing, all that stuff. Who do you got? Uh, You know, I don't really watch MMA like that, but uh, I know who Alberto Del Rio is, so I'm going to go with him. Bam. That sums it up. But everybody, as you've been listening, man, you've got uh, Evolve this weekend. It's going to be live on the WWE Network from the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. Austin Theory is going to be bringing home both belts. And uh, we're going to be getting some free beer from Mikey. <laughs> so uh, if, you are, if, you're, if you've got half a brain, you need to be watching this show this weekend. Devin, any last words for the champ? Um, real quick, uh, Austin, make sure you throw your social media out there. Anything you need to promote for the people that's listening. Okay, uh, my Instagram is Austin underscore theory. Again, my Instagram is Austin underscore theory. My uh, Twitter is Austin theory one. Uh, For Twitter, again, is Austin theory one. And those are just my two main uh, social media uh, places to find me. That sums it up. Definitely. And uh, once again, hopefully you're you're still around in August, August 23rd. Evolve is coming back here to the Knights of Columbus Center in Livonia, Michigan. People, make sure you get your tickets now. Um, And make sure you get that WWE Network and watch the show this Saturday. Evolve 131, the 10th anniversary show. Our guest, Austin Theory, is going to defeat uh, Breaking Down the Rings guest tomorrow, Mr. J.D. Drake. I'm looking forward to it. Austin, once again, man, thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. Cool, man. Good luck this Saturday, man. Thank you, guys. Austin Theory, man. Dude, I love this guy's fucking balls. That guy's got a set on him, dude. Don't give no fucks. You you love his balls? Fuck you. You know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what hey, I meant, you asshole. You said it, man. You know you, what I meant. You said it. Man. Yeah, but you know what I meant. <laughs> that guy gave zero fucks, and I love it. <laughs> he gave zero fucks. Man. I don't know. I already was going Austin Theory, but after listening to that interview, how do you bet against somebody that's that confident? How do you do that, man? But, yeah, make sure you guys uh, check that out this Saturday, July 13th on the WWE Network. And once again, the tickets go on sale for oh – no, they're on sale now for uh, August 23rd at the Knights of Columbus Center here in Livonia, Michigan. If you've never been to an Evolve show live, here's your chance. And if you've never seen an Evolve show, watch it on the network this Saturday. You get to see, get a little bit of a preview of uh, what's coming up in August. Um, 
we didn't really get to do our intro. Any any quick announcements we need to make? Uh, obviously, the big one being that we are doing our party this weekend downtown with the boys from Breaking Down the Ring. We're going to be doing a viewing party at the B Dubs downtown for Extreme Rules, and uh, we're, and we're getting free beer. Hell yeah, Austin's already got that in the bank for us. <laughs> and then uh, if JD ever comes on the show, then uh, yeah, we won't have to explain nothing. <laughs> Man, um, people, real quick announcement. Good friend of mine, Miss B. Blanco, she is having a uh, Bosses on the Move uh, pop-up shop business meeting. Different businesses are coming together to display all their great products. Make sure you come out. Before you go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, make sure you go hit up my friend Bosses on the Move event. It will be July 14th from 4 to 8 p.m. It will be at 4535 East 7 Mile Road. That's Once again, that's 4535 East 7 Mile Road. Come on out. Show your support. Um, you got everything there. There's people selling. Remember, uh, we had our, our guests, not our guests, but uh show next to us had our guests, their guests, uh, selling alcoholic beverages and Capri Sun type thing. Well, we got some businesses like that going to be here. Got clothing lines. We've got games, all kinds of stuff. Make sure you come on out and support. This boss is on the move. Once again, it's July 14th from 4 to 8 p.m. That address is 4535 East 7 Mile Road. So shout out to uh, Shannon. I don't know how to say your last name. Please but, don't uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to. But watching us all the way from Hawaii, bro. Really? So, I mean, shit. We're all over the place. Shout out to Shannon. Yeah, I don't know how to say the last name, so I'm not going to butcher it. But <laughs> just know that we are we got people even watching in Hawaii. But uh, since I mentioned it a little bit with uh, Austin, I was hoping he was going to chop one of them up, but he didn't. Uh, <laughs> so we've got uh, the fight between Alberto Del Rio and Tito Ortiz that's been announced tentatively. What do you think about this before we go into UFC 2019? <sighs> <laughs> Wait, what promotion is this going to be with? I don't know. Is yet. it? I it, it, it's, it's probably going to be com, under Del Rio. It's probably going to be under Del Rio's thing. Yeah, I think that's it's called Combate. I think that's Combat Combate Americas or something like that. Yeah, um, that's a fight. <laughs> Look, being that he's a wrestling guy, I like Del Rio, but I just don't see him being able to beat Tito Ortiz. What? It, <laughs> If Tito did, takes him down, uh, Del Rio will get destroyed. Well, see, see, that's. Do you really want to see Tito Ortiz fight? I never said I wanted to see this fight in the first <laughs> place, but since it's happening, I mean, but it's just, since it's tentatively happening, you know we gotta I, I, watch it. I mean, I'm I'm going to watch it because I kind of have to because it's wrestling and MMA related, but I I really I'm. And we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more when we break down the UFC card, man. But I'm 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 starting. I'm, I, it's certain people that I don't want to see fight anymore. And after that last fight, dude, oh my god! And, and, and Tito Ortiz is definitely on that list of people I don't really want to see fight anymore. I mean, you had a great career. I've got no words, man. I'll tell you why it's going to happen. Why is that? How much money? They like the color green. How much money? I don't know yet, but I'm. Oh, okay. Gonna, I, thought, I, thought, I, I don't know, but I'm going to guess that there's probably a boatload of it in it for Tito. Oh, I thought you saw something, my bad. Oh, it, no, I didn't. But I'm just knowing the fight game like I do. Tito yeah. Ortiz is not taking this fight unless he's about to get paid an ass load of money. I mean, that, yeah, definitely they're going to get paid a lot of money. Obviously, but I just, meh, meh. I'll watch it, but meh. After the Tito Ortiz Chuck Liddell fight, that hurt my soul. So <laughs> I don't know how happy I am to see this one, but. It's like watching an Undertaker and Goldberg, man. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> what about Undertaker, this proposed Undertaker and Sting shit that we keep hearing about? Oh, that's real? Well, WWE posted it. I mean, oh, it, was, I thought, it was a video that WWE posted on their Instagram, Twitter, and everywhere else. So, see, I mean, I, I don't know if it's really going to happen. I'm going to take, I'm gonna take a wild guess. It. I'm going to take a wild guess of what this is. 
Goldberg didn't pan out, so they want to have another good way for Undertaker to go out? No, no, no. Um, when does the video game come out? Usually November, when? usually. October, November. Usually. They, okay, they so start- they're going to do it at SummerSlam. No. Usually what the WWE does is that when the video when they're getting ready to launch the video game, before then they start launch they start putting some stuff out there. Remember when they put put out the Goldberg stuff and he was looking oh, yeah, at I, I Suplex remember. City? I think that's what this is again. So that you might see Taker versus Sting at Summer I mean, uh, Survivor Series or Royal Rumble or something like that. You know, leaning into the video I game. I bet it happens. I can now, see that. Though. But I don't see I don't know if I want to see that though. After after that Goldberg Undertaker thing, man, okay. it's like I I don't want to see any more of my favorite wrestlers out there like Agre- looking bad. Agreed, but would you would it be fair to say that I mean, and I'm not saying that Undertaker didn't have any like uh, any fault in it, but would it be fair to say that that fell on Goldberg though? Because Goldberg already had a concussion before he ever got in the damn ring. Okay, yeah, you could say that. Is but- that fair though? Like. <laughs> But okay, fair. But what I'm saying is that I don't, I don't want to, I do not want to see Undertaker wrestle anymore. I don't want to see Goldberg. I can't argue that fact. I don't want to see Sting wrestle anymore. I don't want Shawn Michaels coming back anymore. I don't want Kevin Nash coming back anymore. I'm, 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 I don't want to see these guys out there wrestling anymore because it's, it's, what, what more do you have to gain? What, what, more do you have to prove when you're at that status as a as a professional wrestler so that's just that's just me here's my only thought with that like honestly and you and i have talked about this both on the air and off the air after the match at wrestlemania 33 when it was him and roman like even though i didn't like the match i would have been totally okay if that would have been the last one for the undertaker because the way you ended it with the coat and the ring and all that stuff wait but wait 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 but talk about the match though. The match was not that good. Because, that's what I'm. But get, it's like. But that's what I'm getting to. But like, that was two years ago, but and he's still wrestling. That was the point I was getting to. Like that match wasn't that good, but I think they were able to save it with the way they finished it at the end. But the more you keep bringing it back, although as a lifelong wrestling fan and somebody who grew up watching The Undertaker, it's always cool to see him come out. But at the same time, dude, like. It's not everybody knows it's not the same Undertaker. And it's I just don't want I don't think you're really ever gonna be able to damage the Undertaker's overall uh Wait, reputation, so, I guess is the word, but 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 you want to see the match though. I I don't know that I'd I honestly don't know if I do, but at this point, since you've put it out there, hell, if it happens, you know we're going to watch it. Yeah, we're going to watch it, but I, I, I don't want to see it. Now, if you'd have done this, like, if you'd have done this in place of the Triple H versus Sting match at WrestleMania 31, fuck yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Right. But now, I, I, I don't know, man, because, I mean, again, again, it's, it's just, it's a hard one to, it's a hard one to talk about, bro. Because I'm a huge fan of them, but it just. Dude, that, that Undertaker Roman Reigns match, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, it's time for Taker to go away, man. He, he like, yeah, got one last good match in him. I mean, it wasn't the best, but you got through it. Just like uh, Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Was that Ric Flair's best match? No, it wasn't his best match. It was at the end of his career. But was it a great moment? You damn right. That's one of my favorite matches of all time because of the moment. But. If you want to break it down like move for move, it wasn't the best. Same thing with Undertaker versus Roman. But yet he keep they keep putting him out there. And it's like and he and Undertaker's one of those guys that if he's gonna go, he's gonna go. On the only way he knows how that's full out. And I'm afraid he's gonna get hurt trying to continue to be the Undertaker that he's not anymore. But I don't know. We we've talked about that for for I think long enough. So, let's, let's move on. Since we're already there and since the Undertaker's supposed to wrestle this weekend anyway oh yeah uh <laughs> why don't we go a quick run through through the card that they got this weekend and we'll both extreme rules in philly that's one yeah it's in philadelphia too eh? it is Mm-hmm. and where is uh evolve gonna be at this weekend philly oh and both of those are gonna be on the ww network right philly yeah damn Make sure you watch that network. Philly is the place to be this weekend, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to be here for some reason. All right, but uh, yeah, let's run through the car a little bit. We'll start off with uh, 
Let's just start with Undertaker and Roman versus Drew and uh, is it Shane? Yeah, Drew and Shane. Yeah. Oh, uh, full disclosure: I have not watched a lot of WWE. I watched like Raw and SmackDown last week, and I have not watched Raw this week or uh, SmackDown. So, um, I have to say, to be fair, at least there, you know, you can. I like that you're already seeing Paul Heyman on TV more, and I feel like. I just have high, I have hopes that having them in there will change some things. Obviously, Paul started stuff off with a bang with what happened with uh, <laughs> literally, Anthony. literally, yeah. I did not see that shit going on. But uh, as far as this match, obviously, I'm gonna go Roman and Undertaker because I do not see him coming in here to lose. Uh, I don't. Is Roman Reigns in the match? It, yeah, he's winning. Well, that <laughs> him and the Undertaker. I mean, them as a tag team. There's no way they're losing. Yeah, Undertaker is. Uh, Roman Reigns always wins, but. I don't. Here's the thing, though. I don't know where they go after that. Does that mean we're going to go Roman versus Undertaker again? Does that mean it's going to be Undertaker versus Shane again? Like, wh- where do you where do you go out of this? I, you know, that's my thing. Uh, I obviously I'm going under. I'm going Undertaker Roman on that one. I, I have no idea where you go with this. Um, tired of saying. I'm tired of Shane McMahon. Stop! Stop making McMahon's the the, the focal point of. Freaking show, man. Let somebody else be the main heel, man. So who's Damn it, it. who's it gonna be? Anybody. I I'm talking See, about who's gonna win the match. Is Roman Reigns in the match? Mm-hmm. He's his team's winning. Okay. <laughs> so do you wanna since we already went there, we might as well start with the main events first and work our way down the card. So what do you think about the mixed tag match for all the titles? I think they kind of stole something from Evolve, but hey. Uh, this storyline really doesn't make any sense to me either. Uh, I think, I think it does for just the fact that Baron Corbin's trying to find a way to stay around the title. I mean that, and the only thing I'll say is it's not my favorite way for them to do a title match, but for the fact that we haven't seen anything like that in a while, at least it's something different. Um, why is Lacey Evans still getting title matches and she loses? Baron keeps losing. Um, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, we, even though they're a couple in real life, why are they being a couple on TV when it's really kind of killing both of their characters? Seth Rollins looks like less than a man because Becky's the man, and then Becky Lynch now looks like this lovable character when she's been like the Stone Cold Steve Austin for the past year. It doesn't make any sense to me. All right, so who are you taking? Do we see new champions or nope. not? Nope. Becky and uh and uh Seth. I'm yes. sorry. I know I came in shitting on everything, but hey, what can I say? All right, what do we got next? Kofi and Joe. I like that. So um here all right, here's something positive. That storyline's been good, dude. Here's something positive. Great storyline, and I like how they've been making Kofi look very, very strong since he's won the championship. Kofi has not lost a match. So now when Samoa Joe comes in as as the heel and is choking him out, it is there's more stakes to it. Now this match actually feels like it's something on the line. I actually feel like Kofi's in trouble now because they built him up since he's won the championship and he's been looking good. And Samoa Joe's beast. Problem? Samoa Joe lost his championship, and then he gets a he lost his United States championship, and then he gets a WWE championship match right after that. That's kind of weird. And then, isn't he a Raw guy? He's wrestling for a SmackDown championship. But in case you haven't figured it out, I don't think the whole brand split thing is going to mean a whole lot very soon. That's kind of a problem for me. But I'm gonna, really that's kind of a problem. Why though? I I don't have a problem with if you're them. gonna if you're not gonna ha- if you're not gonna have the brand split and just combine all the titles then. Yeah, but how do we know that that's not coming already? Just do it, man. I, I'm okay. <laughs> like this, I'm okay with like them this. Doing this that. wild card rule to make make it made no sense to me. It's like you can't have a half ass. I kind of just feel like it was a precursor to them putting the brands back together. Uh, as far as Kofi and Joe go, I don't see Joe taking the title from Kofi. I think Kofi keeps the title. I agree, uh, but I do r- really enjoy what they've done with that storyline so far. Ooh, so, all right, something else that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you got two Raw people challenging for uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship. That it doesn't make sense to me again, but I didn't know this was a handicap match for the championship unless that was announced. While we- no, it's just Alexa versus Bailey, bro. It says right here, a two-on-one handicap match for the WWE Women's 
championship. I just I'm I do not see that playing out that way. I I think it'll end up being one on one, one way or the other. Well, regardless, I think Bailey walks away with the championship. That's fair. You? Uh, that's fair. I don't see that's not going that way. I think I think I think Bailey keeps the title and eventually Nikki catches on to Alexa's shit and then they're going to fight and then and we got the pre the pre show championship match for the cruiserweight championship. We got Drew Gulag versus Tony Nice. Can we get that title on on the the main card one of these days? Like that, I think that first of all, we need to do that. That's one other thing we need to talk about with this evolve card. Holy shit! Can you imagine? I mean, they already did Drew versus Matt before. I know, but I just have a feeling that with. It being at an evolved show versus maybe NXT that I think that match is going to be the shit. I'm just saying. I agree. I'm just saying that right now. And then, honestly, Cole versus Tozawa, I think that's going to be. Tozawa's underrated, always has. Tozawa's been, I've been a fan of Tozawa since his Dragon ah! Gate days. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a fan of him since his Dragon Gate days, man. So to get to see him versus Adam Cole. Baby! I, I'm, I'm down for it. Um. Any more matches we need to talk about? Oh, Ricochet versus AJ Styles. Holy shit. That's one other thing that I have to say that I've liked what they've done. I swear to God, I thought he was going to, I swear I thought AJ was going to try to stay babyface. But then when he turned around and they jumped Ricochet, I was like, all right, this I can mess with. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. I think, I'm going to say AJ Styles wins. I think I got to change the title on here somewhere. Um, Yeah, I'll go AJ on that one too. Any more matches we really need to talk about? Mm. New New Day versus Brian and, and Rowan. I think New Day walks away with all the gold. You think so? I think so. I don't think Brian and them are going to lose the belt. Kofi took his his uh, Planet's Championship from uh, uh, Woods and Big E take the Planet Tag Team Championships away I've from I've been him. a big fan of Brian and them as a tag team, though. I like it. I like it. it, it I mean, I felt like it was a little thrown together, but I like it. I think it's worked though. Oh yeah, and I forgot uh heavy machinery's in this match too. Uh, Otis is my guy, man. Otis is fucking Tuck-y! He's so damn entertaining though. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I'm 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 going uh I think Daniel Bryan and them are gonna keep the title on that one. Okay. All right, let's 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 put a wrap on that, man, because I really, really want to talk about this UFC card from I'm this with past it. weekend, man. UFC two thirty nine happened this past weekend, live from Vegas, uh, international fight week. Um Great card, man. Well, first, you uh, actually previewed the card with our past guest, Liam. What did you think about this card from top to bottom? Honestly, until we broke it down, I didn't realize that that card was as stacked as it was until we went through it. And I'm like, shit, clear down to the the prelims. There was fights I legitimately was like, all right, I I have to see it. Uh, as a whole, I think that that card delivered about as well as they could have hoped it was gonna. I agree, and I don't think that some of the things that happened were really expected. Um, I will say I I didn't get a chance to see the Michael Chiesa uh, Diego Sanchez fight. That's Chiesa not, looked like gold. I, I heard he basically dominated, but that's a fight. That's the fight. I'll, he fought so beautifully though, because like he just like his transitions were so smooth, and then like when they went down to the ground, like Diego. Diego did everything he could to get up, and there were a few there were a few minor spots where Diego was able to like reverse a lot of it and then end up on top. But for the vast majority of that fight, I mean, there were a couple times I thought Kiesa was going to submit him, and then when he realized he didn't have his submissions, he did a good job of knowing when to let go and just yeah, it looked like he had a ten eight round in here too. He yeah, he beat up he beat Diego up. But here's here here's the question: Did you see any of the interviews that Diego said? Yes, was dude. Doing? I even talked about this with people at work. Like, okay, dude, this, it it was so weird. It really was though, because well, like, so let me let me tell you what what I was doing. I was in Charlotte. We were went to a friend's house for Fourth of July. We're sitting there watching all the interviews and stuff like that. We we had the sound down a little bit. And like Diego started going off on his rant, and I'm, I'm like, "What the hell is he talking about?" And then I started joking, like, "Oh man, he about to start cutting Macho Man promos." Like, "Oh yeah, cream rises <laughs> to the top." So why did he pull out this little cube thing and start doing? I'm like, "He's really cutting the Macho Man promo right now, man. What is going on?" And whatever, whatever he was on that day, <laughs> you want some? <laughs> no, I don't want any of it. I, he was on something. I don't. He was either drunk or high. And like at that moment, I'm like. 
that man about to lose. And it, it, it might be getting to that point where Diego might need to go ahead and hang him up. So I can't really argue that fact. I mean, Diego will always give 100% in a fight, but like, I was actually just talking about this with a guy at work uh, regarding the Jones fight. And we were talking about just how, you know, when people take a lot of shots to the head, you know, they just start acting different. And uh, the big thing that stuck out to me leading up to that fight is like, again, it's not a secret, you know, I mean, I'm a Christian and all that kind of stuff, but like how Diego jumped from, if you look at the lead up to his last fight, like he was just talking about how, you know, like God is so good and all these things. And then you listen to the interviews for this fight and he's literally saying verbatim, I'll take the soul of any man that gets in, gets in my way. I'm like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Like that's what that cocaine. It was it it was just wild to me. Uh, I mean, like I said, I'm not judging what the guy does in his personal time, but like I said, it was it was something else. (laughs) So so next match, and I'm not even gonna try to say this dude's last name. I I know I've heard it the whole time throughout the fight, but Jan Jan Blakovich. Yeah, there you go. Bam. Polish is that Polish? I think so. Okay, yeah. He knocked fucking Luke Rockhold's block off. Good God, dude! He hit him. I'm like, oh shit! That like literally when he got hit. First of all, beautiful check hook. Because for those of you that don't know, that was totally what that was. You fought before. I didn't say that, but I did, uh, (laughs) dude. He, bro, when he hit him with that hook, I just like literally me and my buddy Corey. Shout out to Corey. I know you listen to this shit, uh, dude. We both sat there and I'm like, damn. Like, that was one of those, as soon as he got hit, you're just like, yo. <laughs> and I'm, I've am i been a fan of Luke Rockhold for a while, and I'm kind of getting to the point now where, like, he, Do you I agree feel, with feel, Dana that he needs to retire? I feel like Luke Rockhold still can be a champion in the UFC, but he has to figure something out. And maybe what that thing is to figure out is, I, I don't need to do this anymore, but I still feel like he can be a champion in the UFC. I don't know what happened from the time that he lost the title to uh, Bisping until now, but something something happened. I don't know what. I'm just something isn't clicking anymore. So if if that thing is to walk away, man, that might be it. He can go out there and you know model underwear and, and make plenty of money doing that. He's already you know in that field. I, so he, he has to figure. He's got. Some, I mean, the crazy thing about that fight, though, is before he got hit with that shot, it wasn't like Blakovich was just dominating him. I mean, in reality, I mean, Luke Rockhold looked good when they were just in the regular stand-up exchanges, and then once he started to switch to the wrestling game, I mean, he kept him pinned against the fence and all that, and he just got caught in a scramble. Which I mean, right. that can happen to anybody. But I mean, it's not like he looked horrible. But I mean. But you can't keep taking those shots. At the oh, end, no, man. you can't. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him fight again. But at the same time, I mean, I don't think, you know, Dana says a lot that he thinks it's time for people to hang it up. But in this instance, I mean, I could see it. All right. Let's talk about the <laughs> the knockout of the year, man. I'm not going to lie. I did not see that fight going that way. I didn't see that fight going that way. But when that fight started, and mind you, it was only technically five seconds. Jorge Masvidal is sitting on the cage with his hands behind his back. And when I'm when he's doing that, I'm sitting there like, he about to do something right now. I don't know what, but he's about to do something. Bam. Knee. Out of there. Beautiful. And you know what? I don't like Ben Askren. So this made me feel even better. I've never liked Ben Askren. Ben Askren to me, uh, I hate watching him fight. <laughs> I don't like him talking. Dude, you can't. I never like Ben Askren. But the son of a bitch wins. So you got to give him credit for that. And Until he, now. And he showed that the fucker can take a beating because Robbie Lawler put them hands on him and he still won. I don't think he won that fight. I mean, you call it what it I is. I mean, he, t- he won the fight. Oh, he won the fight. He gets credit for it, definitely. But And you can't take it away from him because it wasn't like it was some cheap shit either. I think Robbie was still in that fight. That's just me. I'm not saying he was or he wasn't, but it's Jorge left no doubt. Out of there, baby. Did you see? Okay, so here's the thing. Did you see the in the media when it came out after the fight that there's video of him practicing exactly what happened? I was just talking to a guy about that today. He was like, oh, he got lucky. No, he did not get lucky. He He totally was planning for that. And then then, uh, Ben Askren said it himself. He was like, 
I literally sat there and watched this guy kick me in the face. Cause like, it, it's like, it happened in slow motion. And it's like, oh my God, what is he doing? And he tried to go for the takedown. He was like, I can't believe he, he afterwards, he's like, I can't believe I let that happen. Cause I sat there and watched him do it. <laughs> and he's like, you would, you would think that you would never let that happen to you. But he's like, I, I was that guy. And he got caught. Hey, dude, Masvidal's a savage, especially because even after the fight, he was like, look, I still don't fuck with that. <laughs> even though I knocked him out, like he said, I just don't fuck with him. All right, we got a few minutes. Let's go ahead and, and talk about the two matches that we really need to talk about. Is there any doubt? Amanda Nunez is the greatest women's fighter of all time. And I don't really know how you can argue that at this point. I mean, who's left really for her to beat? I think the only the only thing that's out there is a re- two things. One, I want to see her and Cyborg go again because ain't nobody did that to Cyborg. Right. So I feel like Cyborg deserves a chance to run that back. That the rematch with Cyborg, and the only other fight out there that I think would be interesting is her versus Kat Zagano again. Kat Zagano beat her. And for her to, you know, go up against Kat Zagano one more time to avenge that loss. I but think, is that fight even, like, realistically that you could see that happening? Because, I mean, Kat's not even really been in the picture like that. Who else is there? I agree. I'm not <laughs> saying you're wrong. I'm There's just saying, like, else. when you think about, like, contendership-wise, like. And is it is it time for Holly to hang him up? I don't know, man. She's, it, she's it two be. and five since beating Ronda Rousey. You know, and, and that's what's wild because you don't and think. she's 37 about, years old. And you don't think about that, though, because she's stayed in title fights. You know, like, and again, whether they were deserved or not, you just don't think about that when somebody's in the top of the game. But, you know, I, uh, my buddy Seth, who is at, you know, is a avid MMA guy, goes to the fights anytime they're around, you know, he talked about that, too. And I was like, you know, that's a damn good point that I didn't even didn't even dawn on me until I, he said that. And and she's tough as hell, man. This is the first time she's ever been knocked out, and she really and she was still you know trying to fight afterwards. That's one thing you got to give it to her. She got choked out by Misha Tate. She was still punching in her sleep. Uh, she got she got knocked out in this one, but she was still trying to you know get the referee to let her fight. She's tough as hell, but you're two and five, and one of your you wins is against uh, Best Correa, and eh. That that was more of a Betch Corhea making mistakes and not really knowing, not being. Hey, that's not her fault though. I mean, she she definitely kept, and that's the but that's the problem with, with I see with Holly Holmes. She's she's tentative. She she capitalizes on mistakes, but she that's not aggressive enough. I don't think she attacks. I I mean that's a fair point. And speaking of people who are like unbelievably tough, holy shit. It came out after the fight yeah, Tiago that Tiago Santos had a torn ACL, MCL, and a PCL. And his meniscus. Basically, and his meniscus. Basically, he destroyed his whole knee. And he was still throwing not just head kicks, capoeira head kicks. And almost won the fight. <laughs> That's wild. So was, was this, I think Dana was, went a little far by saying that like Tiago didn't. Was this fight as close as it I don't think it was as close as they made it out to be. Like, quite honestly, like, I had this conversation with somebody on the show page yesterday. Shout out to Rigo. Uh, But to me, I could see the argument where people are trying to say, like, you know, Tiago probably put up the best fight against Jones or whatever you want to say. Okay, that's fine, especially when you hear about what happened with his knee. Right. But if I'm 100% honest, there was never a point in that fight where I was like, holy shit, Tiago Santos might win this. Because to me, and people say that it shouldn't be this way, but I totally disagree. To be- I believe that any champion has earned the... Now, it's, it needs to be within reason. Right. But I believe that anyone that wins a championship title deserves that what we called the championship advantage. I I just, to me... I, it, I knew he was going to get it, but that to me, when that fight went to the fifth round, I'm like, dude, this might be tied up on the cards. I'm like, this I'm like, this decision is going to be... I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a draw or a split decision, and it ended up being a split decision. See, but, I honestly... I don't know. I honestly didn't, though. Tiago won the first. Second round is the one that everybody has questions about. But I think, I think Tiago won the fifth. I mean, but that second watch that second round again, man. That second round was really. I have really to close. watch it back, but to me, man, it's 
it's hard for me to say that there was ever a point in that fight where I was like, yo, Tiago might win this. Because honestly, when it went down to the decision, I'm like, there's no way Jones is losing this. But, so here, here's, here's something that I've noticed. Do you think John was hurt in that fight? Because I know he, he had to be helped out, but to me, one of two things happened. He could have been. Either John Jones was hurt too, or what I, what I actually think is, I think John Jones is bored. I think John Jones, whenever he goes into these fights, he goes in with this mindset saying that, hey, what is that guy good at? He's good at kickboxing. I'm going to beat him kickboxing. I know I can take him down and wrestle him, but I don't want to do that. I want to kickbox him. And you know what? The reason why I believe that is because he kind of said it in the post-fight interview. He was like, yeah, you know, he's a great kickboxer, but you know, I got more, you know, he's a great Muay Thai fighter. I got kickboxing too. And da, 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 da. I'm like, he went, I think he went in there with that, that fight pro- trying to prove a point. And he almost lost. <laughs> trying to prove a point. I would, so I, would, I think he's bored. <laughs> I, I don't know that I'd go as far as say bored, but I definitely did say to my buddy Corey while we were watching it, I was like, you know, I think the big problem with John Jones is because he's ran through everybody at 205. Like, I feel like he's just wanting somebody to give him a legitimate fight. And, he, and he's not getting a legit fight. So in my mind, he's trying to make a legit fight for himself. By so him. is heavyweight the next move for him though? I think it has to be. And how is John, soon, jo- is John how Jones the greatest fighter of all time? I'm not. Getting, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not getting into this again. But uh, I, I do think heavyweight is going to be the next move for him. I just don't know how soon we see that because with the how close that fight was, I could totally see John kind of taking a little time off. Right. All right. We're basically out of time. Randy, any any words? Anything on your mind? Why are you guys talking about the Martian Manhunter? What? What? Never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm lost. But uh, all in all, man. Wait, good. no, no. I got a what? What Martian Manhunter? Oh shit! His name is John Jones. Is it John Jones? I didn't know that. I'm thinking. I'm thinking John Stewart. My bad. Green Lantern. It's Green Lantern. Right. You're terrible. I'm a Marvel guy. Me too. DC. Yeah. They get things right every now and again. What are but real quick before we go though, we'd be remiss if we don't talk about it. Your thoughts on Spell that? Remiss. R E M I S S. Uh anyway. <laughs> uh what are your thoughts quickly on Fight for the Fallen? Honestly, I don't really know what matches are on here other than the tag team match. You've got the Mount Rushmore of fucking death matches in a tag team. You've got Jimmy Havoc, fucking Joey Janela, and uh God damn it. Who's there? Moxley? No. Um Allen. Darby. Yes. Those three versus Sean Spears, MJ I don't know what the fuck team this is, but Sean Spears, MJF, and somebody else. Let's let's put it like this. I'm I'm ready for all out. I'm definitely gonna watch Fight for the Fallen. Just to see, you know, what they put out there. Does anybody know if you can't watch it live, if you can watch it back? It's going to be on, on there? Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I mean, there's ways to watch it, but I have to tell you off there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know but that, be, but I mean, I just there. wondered since they're doing it that way, can you watch it if you can't? That's a good question. I tried to tweet them, and they didn't respond, but. We'll, we'll try to pull up uh, the last one, uh, Fighter Fest, and see if it works out. But, I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it, but I honestly, I. I'm going to be in Chicago probably for that deathmatch tournament with Randy West, past guest of the show from uh, Bomb Shelter. I'm probably going to be in Chicago for that. So I don't know. We'll hey, and shout out to them on getting engaged. Shout out to Randy West and Joseph Schwartz. All right, let's go ahead and get up out of here, man. Why don't you go ahead and throw all your information out there and make quick announcements, man, so we can go because I want to eat wings that I have. <laughs> he said I want to <laughs> eat wings, fat ass. I got Cajun wings. Uh, yeah, peaks. so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Detroit Knockout. Uh, make sure you check out uh, the boys from Breaking Down the Ring tomorrow as they bring in our guest tonight's uh, opponent, JD Drake. Uh, you going down, tomorrow, JD Drake? Nine fifteen, and Mikey. I know you'll hear about this, and if you don't, I'm going to tweet you, Mikey. I, I was about to say I'm about to tweet you, son of a bitches, when we get out of here. Uh, BDR, we coming for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just eh, just want to make a little friendly wager with, with the guys, man. Put, try to get a free beer. Uh, yeah, where, where you so, I'm sorry. Yeah, 
I am now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that bet is definitely happening, and uh, we're gonna put that out in the universe. Uh, and we're gonna tweet theory, about it. And theory, uh, theory, theory. I'm sure there'll be some sort of post on Instagram for whoever won that bet is going to be. Come to B-Dubs Sunday and find out who won the bet. Pretty much. And also, come shout watch, out. Come watch Extreme Rules with us. Us and the guys from Breaking Down the Ring as they buy me a free beer for losing the bet. Yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings downtown. Ooh, yeah. What he said. But uh, also, <laughs> shout out to Josh Briggs, man. He's going to do his thing against uh, Anthony Ooh, Henry yeah. this weekend on the Evolve show as well. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, big weekend for wrestling, man. Check that shit out. Show some love, man. If you really love wrestling, dude, you need to be watching this stuff and help it grow. And real quick, one more time, make sure you check out Bosses on the Move. Business opportunities, local businesses coming together, you know, to present their products. It's going to be this Sunday from 4 to 8 p.m. It will be at 4535 East Seven Mile Road. That's 4535 East Seven Mile Road. Come on out. uh, Show some support to some local businesses. Have a good time. Get your drink on. So all that being said, anything else, Kyle? We good? Fuck your couch. What's the language, man? Till next time, peace.